Dr. Kylie, I got hit with some pretty difficult news this past month. It crushed me and it rocked my world. I wanted to say thank you for my supplement plan you created. I would be way worse not on it and I'm absolutely loving it. I know I'll get through this and come out stronger when I do. Pam. For the first time in my life, I've lost some weight. This lab thing really does work. Why don't more people read labs like you do? Tiffany. I hope you've learned as much as I have doing this podcast. I have absolutely loved it. If you've enjoyed it, the best compliment I can receive is a review. In fact, leave a review and I'll thank you for it. Go to drkylieburton.com backslash crack your thyroid code and get the 60-minute thyroid workshop on me. I'm also in need of your help. The concluding episode in season three will be number 100. My goal is to hit 100,000 downloads before the year is over. And to help get me there and us there, spread the message that normal labs really can provide answers, healing, and hope. I'm going to do a drawing. Share any episode of the podcast on your social media. Tag me in it and you'll be placed inside the drawing. There will be gift cards with the grand prize being my three-month detox done right kit. We will perform the drawing as soon as we hit 100,000 downloads. So help me spread the message of healing beyond the diagnosis. Have you ever wanted me to create a personalized supplement plan for you? What if through your normal labs, the labs you already have, you got answers you've spent hours, even days searching Google for? I'd love to help you do that. Go to drkyleeburton.com backslash book and let's get started. This opportunity will be gone forever after Thanksgiving. Yep, it will no longer be available after November 25th. Give yourself an early Christmas present or even gift it to a loved one. Walk through the doors of opportunity before they close on November 25th, right here. DrKylieBurton.com backslash book, B-O-O-K. Let's celebrate your success next. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. On today's episode, we are privileged to join with Sean Tegmeyer. She is a certified personal trainer and author. Her book is called Running with Walt and an advocate for it's never too late. Why? Because she lived this. Welcome, Sean. Thanks, Dr. Kylie. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to hear your story because you just gave me one snippet of it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right. Jump us back to the days where you were couch potato and smoke. Yeah. I was 36 and I suddenly realized because I was smoking. I was a good smoker. You know, I smoked <laughs> it my job. <laughs> it was a talent of yours. <laughs> it was a really good talent. And all of a sudden, one day, it was the oddest thing. I could literally smell myself. And I thought, oh, my God, this is horrible. So I was quite disgusted. And eventually, I went to a hypnosis class, one of those hypnosis classes they used to have. Yeah, I've heard of them, especially for smoking. Yeah, it worked for me. It did not work for my husband. He continued to smoke. But it worked for me. and. That was probably about the hardest thing I've ever done was to quit smoking, but it was just like a, 
everyday thing, every hour I'd be thinking, oh my gosh, I want a cigarette. I want a cigarette. And I had to change a lot of my patterns. Like I'd get up in the morning and have like a pot of coffee and half a pack of cigarettes was breakfast. So I had to wait until it was like just barely enough time to get to work. You know, I didn't have that extra time in the morning to smoke. Just changing patterns like that, going to bed earlier so that you didn't have that extra time to smoke. And I eventually did quit. And that's when I was 36. And I kind of thought, oh, I'm a happy, healthy, very attractive non-smoker. That's what they taught you in hypnosis class to say, chant that little mantra to yourself. After about three years, I realized that I was a very happy, healthy non-smoker, except there was much more of me that was like maybe about 40 more pounds or so. So I ended up going to Weight Watchers and started losing the weight. Now, prior to this, I'm not somebody that was like a high school athlete or, you know, never had any interest in sports or anything like that. Well, a friend of mine had just started running and we met each other with travel soccer. Now, if anybody's ever been on a travel team with their kids, the sports teams, you know, you spend every single weekend with the same families. You're just, you're all BFFs. Well, this guy named Walt had started running. And when you're new at something and passionate about it, you just don't stop talking about it. So Walt was constantly talking about running. I thought he was a little bit insane, but everybody else was fine. Just, you know, kind of walking away. I was polite and listened to him and went, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, that's great, Uh uh-huh. I guess it planted a little seed in my brain because I thought, I think I might give this a little whirl. So I tried to run a block and a half one morning and um, I about died. Okay, that's a little exaggeration there, but I was like, (gasps) how do people do this? I thought it was the stupidest thing I'd ever tried in my life. But for some reason, I just kept trying it. And next thing I knew, I had run, you know, a mile and then a mile and a half. And then I did a 5K. I just kind of kept running. And with that, I thought I should probably learn more about all of this kind of stuff that I'm doing, you know, how to exercise, how to eat, drink, breathe, the whole bit, nutrition. So I started, I took some classes over at our local college that I didn't realize at the time was a circuit of classes, a group of classes to get you ready for a personal training test, which I was like, no, no, no. I have a nice, comfy little cube job. You know, I work customer service. I'm good here. I'm staying here for the rest of my life, a little nine to five job. In the classes, they were like, who's here to be a personal trainer? And I'm like, not me. I'm like practically 40. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) That's ridiculous. But I kept taking the classes and then I thought, gosh, maybe I could do this. So I was taking the classes to become a personal trainer. By this point, taking classes, I ran my first marathon still taking classes and ended up getting my national certification in personal training to be a certified personal trainer. And with the store that I was running with, it's a specialty shoe store called the Running Depot in Crystal Lake here. I was training runners there how to run their first 5k and their first half marathon. And 
people were saying, gosh, so you used to smoke? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, you should write a book about it. So I did. I finally wrote a book called Running with Walt. And it's how a chain smoking couch potato got off the couch. And it was published in 19, 2019. So almost two years ago. And it had a lot of success. And it's just super exciting. But people, you know, would always say to me, well, I'm kind of old to start this or that. And I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't start anything until I was 39. I mean, literally, I did nothing before that. And, you know, I keep running into people like my clients range from like 17 to 94. And some of them are just getting into it. They're like in their 80s. And it's all about just feeling better and maintaining what you have or like a big one is balance. I have a couple of 80 year olds that have recently hired me just to work on their balance. And I think the big key is you don't want to lose your independence. And by doing any kind of movement, balance training, you know, it's not like we're in the gym pumping big iron, you know what I mean? It's just small movements. And it's whether you want to keep up with your grandkids, you want to keep up with your own kids, you know, whatever you need. It's never, ever too late to start being somewhat healthy. I'll say somewhat healthy because I do have a problem with cookies. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's you. That's real life. Yeah. yeah I can trust me crazy. And I'm not one, when people listen to this, I'm not one to preach nutrition. Yes, nutrition is important, but it's only a piece of your health story. Yes. And part of enjoying life is food. Oh, yeah. We don't allow ourselves to enjoy that part of life. It's either one, guilty ourselves for eating a cookie, or two, stressing so much about us being healthy that it consumes our thinking, our day to day life, our social activities. It literally has become a name, and they've named it orthorexia because it's such an issue. So, Running with Walt is your book title. And I'm assuming that's because Walt got you into running. Did you actually ever physically go running with him? I did. I did. It was kind of fun because he had been running marathons and stuff. And I still remember there's a whole chapter in my book. And it's like one of the segments I read when we do signings. Walt had called me one day and said, hey, do you want to go run in the trails this weekend? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I thought, Oh, why does Walt want to run with me? Because I run way slower than he does. You know, he runs like eight minute miles. I run like 10 minute miles. And then I read an article that said, you know, when you're trying to go from one distance running, like if you're running a 5k and you want to run a 10k, you need to slow down your pace. And it's good to find somebody a little bit slower than you. Well, at this point, Walt had been training for his first ultra marathon which is anything beyond 26.2. Yeah. Usually they're hundred milers. I know. I have some friends that do that. I'm like, I can't wrap my head around a hundred miles. I just can't. They're amazing. But I said to Walt, I said, oh, wait, I get it. You're training for an ultra. So you need a slower runner. So I'm going to be your slower runner. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay. So we went and ran in the trails and stuff. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm actually running with Walt, you know? So yeah. My family runs. I am the outcast. I like to play a sport with a ball. 
Okay. I played volleyball, but I have three younger brothers and all three of them ran track in college. Two of them went to collegiate nationals. And the latest one, he was actually up in Eugene, Oregon last week running at the Olympic trials. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So running is in my family, Yes, it is. <laughs> but it's not long distance. They're, they're fast. They're fast boys. Okay. My brother ran the 400 meter hurdles up there last week huh. and he was winning his heat. The second hurdle left to go. He clipped it. It was like the biggest heartbreaker ever. <sighs> So, and I always tease my brothers, like when they would get done with the races and then they're throwing up. Yeah. Like, really? Is that fun? Like you call that fun running around in a circle and then you're throwing up afterwards. Well, yeah, it's fun because you, they shoot the gun off and you can just take off and it all began for them. Everybody has motivation for something, right? Right. And the brother that's just younger than me, his name's Ty. He was in high school, just got introduced to this whole track and field world. And his coach said something about, oh, you'll never be that fast. For Ty, that was just motivation. Like, screw you. I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So he did. He like won state champion three of the four races and the fourth one as well as the four by four. He was pretty flipping furious at that race. But ultimately, there's some type of motivation for everything that we do. What was your motivation for changing your life so dramatically? I think I just got so stagnant. You know, I thought there has to be more to this. And, you know, people ask me that and I'm never, I'm never a hundred percent sure what it was. I just kind of felt like a blob, you know, that was simply existing and not living. And I saw other people living and doing things that they enjoyed, you know? So I just kind of thought, well, I'm going to give this running thing a whirl kind of accidentally, really, you know, and then all of a sudden I was like in a 5k and I thought, oh my God, that was just fun. And it was something that I I actually did. (laughs) I mean, I finished a race, (laughs) believe it or not, you know, in like some mornings when I had first started running, I think, oh, this is kind of dumb. What am I doing? You know? And then I think, okay, you kind of carved out this time for yourself this morning to be out here running and to trying to just be healthier and feel better about yourself. So what was your other plan to go home and sit back on the couch and maybe grab a cigarette or something again? So it was just trying to really better my life and be a better example, I think, for my kids, because my boys were younger at the time. And so it transformed not only your life, but your family's life, too. Yeah. You've been able to do so much more with your boys because of the changes you made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was your husband supportive in all of this? Yeah, he was. He was. He he doesn't run. (laughs) But yeah, my two boys and my husband, probably my biggest supporters, I would say. Yeah, Yeah, you have to have support groups to get yourself through those things. Yeah. When it comes to like quitting smoking, what would be, because I know so many people struggle with that. And I've even had clients who struggle with that. And from a practitioner standpoint, it's really hard because I don't know what it's like to be in those shoes. Um, I know my husband was addicted to drugs and alcohol and, and the works. And just like you, he had to replace it with something. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just going to sit there on the couch, you're going to have the same thoughts and the same drive. So yep. he would go to the gym for three or four hours a day. And that's how mm-hmm. he combated it. And you were someone similar with the running. So from a smoking cessation standpoint, 
what would be your recommendations having gone through it? I always had like suckers around, like yeah, a, I've a heard replacement that too. for, um, you know, the mouth thing. And one thing that they had us do was wear a rubber band on our wrist. And every time you felt like smoking, you just snapped it, you snapped yourself. So I had like kind of some welts going on for a while. And like I was saying, trying to change your patterns of like normal things that you would do. And you think, oh, now I need a cigarette with this. Like, you know, after dinner, oh, let me have a cigarette after this. Try to think, you know, do something else. Get outside, walk around the block, go weed the flower bed, anything just to keep yourself busy rather than, like you said, just sitting on the couch, thinking about it is just going to make you crazy. Well, it's, it's that way for not only smoking, but if you're chronically ill and you're just so used to doing the same thing over and over again, the mind is a powerful game. When you can control your mind, yeah. your body can do some pretty cool things. And I've yeah. been made aware of this limbic retraining system. I don't know much about it. I'm trying to get her on the podcast. Have you ever heard of limbic retraining? No. I'm going to try to get her on the podcast because I want to learn more. But the brain is powerful. And for you to actually say, you know what, I'm doing this. And did you experience relapses? Did you experience getting off the bus and getting back on the bus multiple times? No, I think maybe one time. And I was so disgusted with myself that I was like, okay, this is enough. We're not doing it. You're done. Cool. We're done. Yeah. And for you, as many others, no matter what their scenario is, the support system and getting the right people behind you is crucial. Mm-hmm. You talked about they, the group who had you put the rubber band on, like yeah. you reached out for help from professionals, right? It's yeah. Yeah. There's only so much we can do on our own. We're going to yeah. need some help from people who are trained and who do this kind of stuff. Another thing I did coming to think about it is the two guys I worked for at the time were what I would classify as violent anti-smokers. <laughs> they hated smoking And by telling them that I was trying to quit smoking was probably one of the best things I could have done because they would be, you know, so how's that non-smoking going, you know? And they were like quizzing me all the time. And I knew I really couldn't lie to them. So I was like, okay, I have to make sure I don't smoke because I don't want to lie to them. And they were like, oh, Good job. Good job. You know, so they were like your accountability partners. Yeah. You have yeah. to be accountable to someone and they yeah. were good people to be accountable to. And it wasn't a family member, which is good. And it wasn't a counselor, which is nope, good. Like nope, these are just nope. people who knew you that yeah. you could trust and they, you could be accountable with them and, it's, yeah. and it worked. Yes. That's such a cool story. So you're a big advocate for just getting started no matter where you are. Yes. Walk us through some of your patient journeys, your one gold star client who started because she wasn't afraid to start. There's so many of them. It's, you know, they say, oh my gosh, thank goodness, you know, you're helping me, you know, you got me here. And I'm like, no, I I really didn't get you anywhere. (laughs) You got yourself there. You have it inside here. I'm just barking orders at you, telling you what to do. You know, you're the one that keeps showing up. You're doing the work. I mean, people have, you know, they've lost weight and that's not even like the big thing. 
like losing weight, people always think with personal training, oh, I got to lose weight. I got to tone up. I've got to do this. I think it's much more gratifying when somebody can come and say, you know what? I was able to bend down and tie my shoes today, which might sound ridiculous, but for some people that's huge, or I'm able to walk up a flight of stairs. I'm working with a lady right now and she's had quite a bit of chemo and radiation and everything. And I was working with her prior. She was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so wobbly. I just can't do this. I can't do this. And so I've been working with her and she's like, you know, this is because of you. Look at how good I'm doing. Look at how strong my legs are, this and that. So I'm like, well, I'm just kind of giving you like a little template to follow or whatever. But I, I think that people, and maybe it's just because they're, they want to be accountable, like to me, as I look for other people to be accountable too. So there's just so many of them. And like I said, the age ranges are just crazy, you know, just those small things that they notice. And that's what really makes the big differences. Right. Yeah. I'm the same way. When you're talking about physical training and physical, not PT, and it's not physical therapy, right? the personal training stuff, what we mm-hmm. often think about is, you know, somebody getting in shape, someone mm-hmm. who was willing to gain muscle and lose weight, where mm-hmm. you're saying it more from a, I just want my quality of life. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to balance. Mm-hmm. I want to not be scared of getting older. Yep. Walk us through how you approach personal training from that perspective, because it's so unique and it's so different. I tell a lot of people it's okay. You know, we can work on your losing weight and toning up and all that. But in today's world, just about everybody is very sedentary because of our desk jobs and traveling and this and that. So a lot of it is I love functional fitness instead of like, all right, let's go ahead and, you know, let's put up as many of these as we can, you know, it's like, well, that you don't really do in the real world. (laughs) You know what I mean? You don't walk around pressing iron like that. So I try to combine as much as possible. I use like a BOSU ball, you know, stability balls, dumbbells, the bands, stuff like that, where you're actually doing movements as you would do in real life, you know, like squatting down and picking up, putting stuff into a cabinet, you know, like I have one lady that she has a hard time reaching. So we do a lot of reaching exercises to put stuff in a cabinet, to pull a plate down out of a cabinet, a lot of lateral movement side to side movement, because we're so forward, you know, all the time and working on like side lunges, like off of a BOSU or just on the floor or whatever, is really important to help people with their balance. And especially we're in the Midwest here. So depending on the time of year when I'm training, I'm like, okay, now we're going to train like this, you know, we're going to work on balance and side movements, this, that, and the other thing, because We have crappy weather coming with black ice and we don't want you wiping out in a parking lot. And if you do, at least you might be able to kind of know how to fall. Your muscles will be a little bit more trained to help the other friends. (laughs) I call them everybody's at the party, you know, all the muscles can work together. And then like at this time of year, now we're all doing yard work. I said, if you want to be tromping through your yard, 
you don't want to stumble and fall out there either. So yeah, just kind of stuff like that. And just, I think it's really, it's all about just maintaining your independence. And if you do fall, heaven forbid, you can fall better for lack of words. I only have one grandparent left and he has a really bad hip. And that's like a big concern is can he get around Mm -hmm. with his hip and with his back and not fall to prevent, to cause other injuries. So it's true. And I like that that personal training approach because it's unique and it's definitely needed for sure. All right. As we're closing up here, Sean, any motivation tips you can give for people wherever they are and whatever they want to start to just get started? Just, it's never too late. Baby steps, baby steps. Everybody's at a different chapter in their life. Like I like to say, Depending on what you're capable of doing, what you're comfortable of doing, just try to push yourself a little bit outside your comfort zone. If you can walk down to the end of your driveway, great. If you can get all the way around your block, great. And then you can do, I encourage people to do small things just like in the house. Like I know everybody hates the word push-ups and not that you have to do push-ups on the ground. But anybody basically can do a push-up like on the wall. I just tell people, I'm like, you know what? Just challenge yourself. Just say, you know, every time I'm going to go leave to go somewhere, I'm going to do like five little push-ups on the wall before I go to the store or do this or do that. Practice balancing, you know, one leg while you're brushing your teeth. 30 seconds on one side, 30 seconds on the other side. But just any little movement is good movement. And you just kind of think, well, boy, that five minutes went by and I guess I could have done five push-ups on the wall, <laughs> you know, rather than doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. You can do so much movement without going to the gym. Yeah. Oh yeah. And exercising. And during medical school, we had 50 minute classes and then 10 minute breaks. And with weather permitted, we would just bunch of us, we would just go walk laps around campus or we walk laps around the building. We walk laps around the, the nearby neighborhoods. And that was just our exercise. And, and now as I do my one hour calls, I try to make a few like five, 10 minutes between each call where I can just go outside, walk around, grab some snacks, like grab some water, take care of those things and just be more active throughout the day. My problem with my husband and I, I have this office job. He's out there on the roof all day long. So when he comes home, he wants all of the curtains closed and the house to be way cold and just to just sit there and do nothing where I'm like, I want all the curtains open. I need all the sunshine. I want to just walk and move around. And it's been like that since we've been married. He's been out in the construction world and I've been either at school all day long or working. And now we have got the little kiddo. So you know, when it gets seven o'clock at night and it's cooler, we go outside and we swing. And he's like, you guys always want to be outside. I'm like, yeah, because we're inside all day long. I'm sorry. So just to incorporate little movements and breaks, breaks are good for our brain. Breaks are good for our body. And then of course, as I've been snacking throughout this time, be sure to eat enough food and drink enough water, fuel your bodies. And of course, start where you are. It's never too late. Yes, exactly. If Sean can do it, anybody can do it. I'm telling you. Yes. I do have one question. I'm curious. Has your husband stopped now? Yeah, finally. 
What was one of the things that helped him get over the curve? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Throat cancer. Huh. Yeah, that kind of did it. That's a big one. <laughs> Sometimes we need a kick in the pants, though. Yeah. 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 And change is a scary thing. It can be intimidating. Yeah. It can be very intimidating and very scary. But you figure what's the worst thing that's going to happen? What am I missing out on because I haven't changed, right? Right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What am I missing out on because I haven't changed? And if I've tried changing, keep pushing forward because there are some answers out there somewhere. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, go check out Sean's book, Running with Walt. You can find her website at seantegmeyer.com. And we'll put that in the comments below so you can get the spelling correct. She is a certified personal trainer, author, and an advocate for It's Never Too Late. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Dr. Kylie. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast as much as I have. In fact, this podcast has become one of my favorite things to do in my business. Why? Because I learn as much as you do. If you've learned anything or felt empowered and had answers come from any episode of this podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you go into whatever listening app you listen to, give it a review that helps other people find it. I would like to thank you for that review. Go over to drkylieburton.com backslash crack your thyroid code and get my free 60 minute thyroid workshop on me. Thank you for leaving a review. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing it with a friend. I'll see you on the next one.